Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this late starting edition of Political Straight Talk. I am your host, the Political Superman, coming to you live on location. The time, 9.39 on that there east coast, 6.39 on the left coast, and boy are the Democrats mad. <laughs> when you take every individual that shows up for the impeach Trump rallies, all of 24 Democrats rallies, any anti-Trump rally across the country, and you combine them together, you have the first section of a Trump rally at Amway Arena. (laughs) So, the question on everybody's mind tonight is, how much were the 85 people that showed up at Jumpin' Joe's speech the other day paid to be there. I'm thinking a cumulative amount of $8,500. For those of you that are Democrats, that equals $100 per person. (laughs) Now, takeaways from tonight's speech, was there anything extraordinarily new? No. Have we heard it all before? Yes. But the one thing that I did notice in this speech is that no matter how many times these rallies happen, these rallies are rocking. And they're not just rocking inside, they're rocking outside. And you've got people showing up 
two and three days before these events, pitching their tent like they're outside of Best Buy two days before uh, Black Friday. Yes. It's amazing how fun they are. And so yeah. there was a there was some man on the street stuff happening today with some liberals and some Republicans. They all kind of were doing their own man on the street thing, and and the liberals were kind of like can't see why these people would be supporting Trump, and the Republicans were like party on. <coughs> but in in all of in. In all of the campaigns I've been to, all of the rallies I've been to, all of the stump speeches for any politician, whether it's federal, state, local, I have never, ever seen the crowds day in and day out on a work night that you see at a Trump rally. Oh, yeah. Okay? Obama didn't have these numbers. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if Trump was to go to a stadium, oh. the stadium would fill out. Can you imagine? Okay. Now, the only, uh, the only NFL owners that I think would give him access to their stadiums would probably be Kraft up in... Gillette country up there. Yeah. Uh, the Haslam's in Cleveland and Strunk in Tennessee. You don't think Jerry Jones would give him time in Dallas? Uh, Jones might, but Jones and gargantuan ass. Oh, okay. All right. So let's let's go ahead and talk some politics. Let's talk some weird stuff and, and let uh yeah, weird story of the week. Now, as many of you know, I spend a lot of time looking through news, okay? I I read a lot of news, okay? And I think the story I'm about to relate to you guys <laughs> is one of the weirdest stories I have ever seen. This happens in Knoxville, Tennessee. An individual was driving along. Police officer pulls him over. He tells the police officer he's got to get home to his family, and he takes off. Yeah, yeah. Police catch up to him after a little crash boom, and he says <laughs> that a driver, the person in the passenger side, switched seats with him. <laughs> Only problem was... It was the top half of a body. Bottom half was nowhere to be found. Now, while we're why we are having a little laugh at this is number one. Could you imagine the officer's surprise when he walks up to the window and the guy tells him, "Hey, I traded places with dude over here." But there's only half a dude. Now, I'm not taken away from the seriousness of the crash because a pedestrian did lose his life as a result of this crash. However, I got to tell you, the optics of this is worse than the guy that used the blow-up doll to get in the HOV lane 
<laughs> okay, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So, I have, uh, yeah, let, let's start with polling. Let's start with polling data because that's, of all the questions I get asked, that's the top one. Okay, is polling data, polling data, polling data. I hear all the time, are you worried about the polling data? Are you concerned? All the polls show Trump behind. Okay? And so you're tempted to be like, "Eh, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit worried. But then I go look at how these polls are weighted. And every single poll that is coming out is weighted a 38, 27, 31 model. Okay? Now, what does that mean? That means that 38% of the individuals questioned are Democrats, 27% are Republicans, and 31% are Independents. Now, and all of these polls are this way. So, number one, you have to ask yourself, is that truly the random sampling that they're trying to get? Okay? In all the years I've seen polling done, I have never in my life seen seven different polls all have the same weight to them. Ever. Never. Ever. Ever. Okay, so it shows in these in these weighted polls, It shows President Trump down 10 points. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's go ahead, and we know that Republicans and Democrats are on an even kill in this country, okay? 45-45. So let's go ahead and even those numbers out, and let's give 10 points. We'll give 10 points to the Republicans. Okay? So... The 10 points to the Republicans will bump Trump's numbers up to dead even. So let's go ahead and raise. So now we've got 38-38 or 38-37. We'll give the Democrats a point balance here. Well, if you do that, obviously you have to drop the independent number because 38-38-31 is greater than what? A hundred. So let's drop that little number down to 20. Here's the unknown factor that, that a lot of these pollsters, and I don't know why they're not talking about this, but in the numbers where independents are polled, Trump is blowing any Democrat away with independents. Like it's not even close with independent voters. Okay, so if we even out the independent voters, we knock that number down and we give Trump the weighted advantage that he is enjoying across every poll. I'm so sorry. Then we all of a sudden have Trump ahead by a neighborhood of five to six points and that's remember that we're giving Democrats an extra point in the poll. Now, I've simplified it from what it normally is. It's a little more complicated than that. There's some more algorithms that you're, you want to use with polling data. 
But what I want everybody to understand is that this is not, don't worry about this, okay? I'm not. We are over we're over 500 days out of an election. We are, you know, there, there are all kinds of factors that still have to play. But if I'm a Democrat, I don't really want to run. <laughs> and there's, there's if, you, if you look at how the Democrats are handling themselves right now, they're, <laughs> they're not being smart. No. Okay. They're just not. The retail... What it is, I haven't had the yawns until I start doing this. Um, cool. When you, get, when you get in retail politics, when you start campaigning and you're not the incumbent... You set up your early primary states and you do your damnedest to win either New Hampshire or Iowa. And it's really strange. The only person that even remotely is is using the old school bandwidth of doing that is Joe Biden, and he can't seem to get 100 people at his events. But Iowa only has, like, what, three electoral votes? Yes, but in a primary, um, you want to do the Emily factor. Okay. It's the Emily factor when it comes to Democratic primaries. Mm. Now, for those of you that don't remember what Emily stands for, it stands for early money is like yeast. It raises the dough. <laughs> okay. So you have to Emily factor it. Now, mm. in this case, it's vote factor. Whoever wins Iowa... Now, statistically, it's proven whoever wins Iowa doesn't always go on to win the nomination. But right. winning Iowa or winning New Hampshire gives you uh, a fundraising advantage going into Michigan, North Carolina, because uh, I know Michigan voted to move theirs up. So hmm. going into Michigan, going into North Carolina into Super Tuesday, you want to do well in one of the northeastern states and one of the early southern primary states. Well, but they, they were talking about how in 2016 the polls were just the same, even worse. I think he was down by 25 points. In 2016. Yes, but if you will go pull the archives, we had this discussion. And if you'll you'll look, I told you that the polls weren't weren't weighted properly, and of right. the, and then you factor into that the 10 percent of Trump voters that never say they're Trump voters. Right. There is a 10 percent group that never admits they're Trump voters. And I'm going to tell you something that really stuck out to me watching the Orlando rally this evening. I saw a lot of blacks in the crowd. Yeah, so did I. And I'm not talking about people just there, just standing there to kind of see the show. I'm talking about wearing MAGA hats, wearing Trump is not a racist shirt, 
mm-hmm. um, all of these things that I saw. And, you know, I have to admit, if I've noticed anything, I've started to notice an increase of people of color uh, showing up at his rallies. Yeah. Which is... And, and I'm just going to tell you, if if he makes any headway into the black vote, if he gets an extra percentage, even two, if he gets as, as small as 2% more of the black vote in this country than he got in 2016, it's over. Yeah. Okay. Now, there are similarities. For those of you that are students of history, uh, you've heard me say that 1984 is looking up to be a 2020 repeat. Okay. And Mike Pence, if anybody was listening to his speech... He said it. I've been waiting on them to say it, and he finally said it. If you're better off now Mm -hmm. than you were two and a half years ago, three and a half years ago, then send us back. Right. How, How do Democrats expect to fight against a president who has raised the GDP Lowered the unemployment to what? Three point two. What's now? the GDP? I think it's three point one. What's the GDP? What does that stand for? Gross domestic product. Right. Well, I've had the same job ever since before Trump came in office. So why do I care what the unemployment rate is? Well, I'm just saying. Through all the eight years, more people in the And and here's my point. I, I'm well aware of what the GDP is. My point is, most people don't. Most people are going to say, well, I've had a job, so it doesn't affect me. Well, the tariffs don't affect me, or what's going on with Iran doesn't affect me. And so, as you, right now, there's a lot of issues out there that Trump is talking about that nobody cares about. Right. Okay? And that's not a bad thing towards Trump, because people will care about him. Just right now, they don't. And he's he's got a problem. He's got what I call the Bush problem. That's and funny. that is he is having so much success that I don't want all of these successes to pile up and people to think, well, okay, Trump's taking care of everything. Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay. And I think Mike Pence tonight put it quite eloquently when he said promises made. Promises yep. kept. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those of you that have messaged me, and I know there's a couple that have messaged me asking about field rep jobs for Trump, um, I reached out to see who was handling that. And you have to go to Trump's campaign reelection website and submit a request, and somebody from the uppity mucks will call you back. The state chair is handling it for each state, and they're going to hire 10 or 12 people for each state. So when I find out who Tennessee's chair is, uh, my assumption is that it's either going to be um, Tim Burchett or Bill Haslam, depending on Haslam's oh, 
Say what? Bill has one? Yeah. Yeah, Bill has one? Well, he's not He's not going to touch Bill Lee. Bill Lee's pissed him off. Oh, really? Yeah, but Bill Lee, I mean, Haslam is a darling of the Democrats. Well, Haslam is going to be announcing in the next couple of weeks that he's running for Lamar Alexander's seat. Oh, God, help us. <laughs> that's, why I mean, that's why I said him. I figured if he was running, he wouldn't get that, too. But I guess it's another way to get his exposure out there. And he also oh. gets to meet people in campaign while he's out on the trail. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Vanderbilt Vanderbilt's political science office, they did some polling. They hired a company out of Kentucky to do some polling for them. And... Um, of all of the named Republicans in the state that would have statewide name ID, his electability is way above everybody else's. The only uh, other name on either side of the aisle that comes even remotely close to winning a Senate seat is Phil Bredesen. Oh, jeez. I'd almost rather have Bredesen. I like Bredesen. I do. Except so, I I think with the right I think with the right incentive, Bredesen would be a Republican. Yeah. Oh, right. I, I, I don't. He doesn't talk like one. Well, Bredesen's fiscal Bredesen's fiscal belief system is very much Republican, where he kind of goes off the rails with Republicanism. Is a lot of social issues, yeah. The point I was trying to make was how the Democrats are going to run against a great economy, unemployment at the lowest levels. I mean, all the things that President Trump has done, how do they really expect to win against that? Do they want because what they want to do is divide groups of people. Yeah, identity politics. And they were on one of the Sunday morning shows going, you guys are getting less money back on your income tax. They didn't say that's because you get to keep more during the year and you're not getting your money and getting a right. refund. People right. are stupid. They go, oh, my God, how am I getting back? I got the biggest return I've ever gotten. Really? Yeah. So I'm, but, I'm not. Yeah, but they're your low-information voters. I get it. I mean. I'm not worried. Listen, I'm not worried about the current situation. Uh, You know, Trump's going to get reelected. Trump's going to get reelected in 1984 electoral college format. He's going to blow it away. Really? Okay. I I honestly believe he's going to blow it out of the water. He's going to get Minnesota. He's going to get Michigan. He's going to get Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, West Virginia. He's wow. he's going to get a lot Didn't of those rust belts. Didn't he get West Virginia last time? He did. I thought he did. And those states, and those states that are electing not to go by the Electoral College, he's going to win the popular win vote. The popular in their vote. Well, they can't elect to not go by the Electoral College, and that's what most people yeah. don't understand. That the states have no authority to do that. 
the Electoral College electing a president, you follow federal guidelines. Okay, even though it's a state election, you follow federal guidelines. You can do your state election however you want to. For federal elections, you will recognize the Electoral College, and that's the end of the discussion. There is no there is no open debate on that. There is no your legislature can opt out of the Electoral College. Nothing. Because you opt, you try to opt out of that, you give up your right to a vote. So you let California and Washington and Oregon and all these other liberal states, New York, opt out or try to opt out, fine. They just won't have theirs recognized. Their votes won't count. Really? Okay. This country was not designed as a popular vote country. This country was not designed as a democracy because democracy leads to dictatorships and leads to tyranny. It was designed as a republic, a representative republic to be exact. That's why these checks and balances are in place, so that Montana is represented the same as New York, so that North Dakota is represented the same as Oregon. And that's bullshit. And I'm going to tell you, the people that are advocating for this are nothing more than tyrants. And I have no use for anybody that has no understanding of how the Constitution works. If you're so damn stupid that you don't understand how that document, who is over 240 years old, and you didn't bother to sit through civics class and understand Government 101, then your ass doesn't deserve to go into the voting booth and pull the lever. And that's the end of the discussion. Right. Exactly. So, question. Yeah. Between now and uh, election, I think we should be covering um, informational classes, such as how to help people register to vote, the ins and outs, how to door knock, how to do certain things for people who want to help get Trump elected. Well, we got to go out and find an expert on door knocking, bring them in. <laughs> Oh, wait, we got one of those. Yeah, um, we I was going to go. say, wouldn't that be you? <laughs> that is me. I still hold the record. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I still I still have to take partial credit for a little school board race there in Rutherford County. <laughs> well, we'll see what the next one brings. Uh, the next one? The next one's going to be a bit more of a cakewalk because you're an incumbent. Uh, but now let's, yeah, that that brings up <laughs> the libtards and the idiot Republicans. In a lot of states, currently, several people, several in our listening audience, have gotten to experience some of the largest sales tax increases and property tax increases in the history of taxation. Now, I have no idea what you people were thinking out there in Rutherford County. I don't know what they were smoking. Well, I will tell you one thing. They're putting it putting in a percentage versus a cent, and it looks like it's a whole lot more than what it is. For me, in the county, it's about $120 more a year. Well, it, it, the problem I've got with it and my, in where my property is, uh, we're, we've got the same thing. Where What I have a problem with is, is the fact that 
they can't live within their means. There's no reason that any government in this country can't live within their means. Exactly. Okay, whether it's a... Well, no, they've taken on a lot of projects. They were over budget in the courthouse. I mean, there were so many things that were uh, that's, mismanaged. That's not my problem as the taxpayer. Well, hey, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree. But what they're you doing put a blue, now... You put a blue damn tarp over the courthouse, and you start doing a bake sale until you got right. enough money to pay for the courthouse. If you got a school right. that's half-ass finished because it's over budget, well, guess what? That, yeah. that contractor agreed to do the school within a certain budget. If they go over, that's their problem. Get that shit done. Well, most of the schools that I know of have not gone over budget. Well, the, okay. problem that we're gonna, the, problem, the problem that we're going to have is, you know, we've got 49 schools. And... I'm, hang on, Almost. I'm getting my I'm getting my, my my nose cloth out so I can blow my nose and have some tears. <laughs> but they they Rutherford County still has a wheel tax that was set up to pay for Oakland High School in Riverdale. I think those schools are built by now. But they are built, but we just built two more. We well, just built two more. The, the, the problem is, and, and here's here's the big problem with this, okay? And and I know, I know, it's gonna. I, I'm I'm not gonna go down this hole, but this is the problem. All these school districts in these states, especially led by Republicans, are building schools, thinking they're gonna need these schools. When in fact, in five years, you're gonna have a bunch of empty school buildings. And mark my well, words on it. Well, you can say that all day long, Fabian, but people, parents, want to build kids. It is coming, but it's not going to be in five years. Oh, yeah. Parents do not want to take care of their kids. They want to drop them at school and forget about them. And the problem that we have is that we're mandated and cannot be overcrowded in our schools. Well, I've got a list right here. Let me tell you how many portables we have. And the problem is is those those portables, i got 153 portables. Hang on. Well, I guess not 153. Uh, well, two. Who's Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So there's eleven, 111 portables, and those See. each one of those portables are almost a hundred thousand dollars a piece. Well, then here's my question: Why don't the boosters get out there and start raising money to build add classrooms onto these schools? Or better well, yet, because, or better because yet, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because in Laverne, the principal doesn't let them raise any damn money. But tonight, Oakland was just there. They raised over half a million dollars to put turf into their field. But well, their you business. know what? I'm sorry, but sports is an extracurricular activity. And if you can't afford it to is. put your kids in a classroom, you sure as hell can't afford to be putting turf on it the ground. Is. So that it's time to shut. $600,000, to put turf down, they're going to put turf down. Well, we didn't pay for it. This is my this is my thing, okay? And this is this is a new thought process and and there's a lot of people that's not going to understand this, but maybe it's time we did our schools in shifts. Maybe it's time that we look at the state minimums that we've got for these schools 
and let's send our kids to school based on the recommendation of all of these damn bean counters and these <laughs> psychologists. It's a proven fact that younger children, grades 5 and down, do better earlier in the day. So let's park their butts in school yeah. earlier. Let's get their four and a half hours out of the way. And then let's park the butts of the high schoolers in there because the high schoolers do best when their classes start around 11. So let's park their butts in there. Let's get their four hours out of the way. And guess what? The middle schoolers from 6 to 8 do best late in the afternoon. So now you've covered your three shifts. You've got everything you need. You don't have overcrowding. It's not a problem. Ain't got to build new school buildings. Boom. There you go. So here's the problem. If you do the three different shifts, you have to run the buses more, or you have to have oh, well, more buses. Because a lot, of our buses, a lot of our buses double up. Well, I'm not even going to go there because y'all know how I feel about that bus business. Well, all the kids that live within a mile aren't bus. I think it's time that uh, the Rutherford County introduce, and all counties, even this county, I think it's time you come up with some uh, uh, public transit and let's uh, inquire, let's put those school buses to use. We're going to be paying maintenance on them. Let's run them. And let's go well, ahead and make it public service. They, they do run use, them. They'll start the elementary and then they'll come back and get the middle schools. I have three yeah. bus stops right outside and my door. Those buses spend more time parked than they do in use, but yet we pay for them as if they're being run 20 hours a day. So let's actually run them 20 hours a day. They're, the people are paid by the hour, well, which is not a lot. Well, you know what? Again, let's problem solve. But we're, we're listen, we're, before, before the new school year hits up, I, I am going to, to really go into that because I think it's something that there's a lot of people not educated on. And why, why else but have a good freshman school board member to, to help educate, well, <laughs> me probably educate her. But anyway. Hey, how, how many homeless do we have in Rutherford County that are in our school system? Oh, I'd say there's quite a few. Oh, yeah. I think, we the have numbers prob- I think the number is probably inflated a bit for no, we have uh, for free money purposes. But, How many? 1,200. Uh, 1,200. Well, let's... I that, more. Yes. No, I thought there'd be less, but that's, I think that number's inflated. They'll say 1,200, but that number's probably inflated a bit for Title I purposes. Anyway. Well, I'm getting you know, Title I well, money on that. So if you can show, no, not for homeless, for the status that they create. It's for the status that they create, not for the fact that they're homeless. It's for the status that they help create and the fact that it helps drive. I have have 14 schools, and 10 of them are Title I. This next school year, 10 of them will be Title I. So that's out of 50,000 kids, that's too high. Well, that's. A, 10 schools being Title I is way too high. Number two, 1,200 kids homeless is ridiculous, no matter what the population numbers are. We have 50. But we have 50 schools. I don't care. Can't, it's still we have 50 no, no child should be homeless. End of discussion. Now, there's no debate on that. No child should be homeless. Oh, I'm not saying that it should be, but you're saying that we're claiming. Now, that doesn't mean that they're just homeless. That means that they don't know where they're going to live. they got... And we got parents that are in prison. We got parents that are in jail. We got parents that are druggies and drug 
drunk. I, I understand that, but that's that's a conversation for another time. I want to talk oh. about something just as crazy as schools. And that's the Arkansas senator whose bestie friend was arrested and charged with her murder. Who would have thought? Yeah, really? You think that? First of all, I'm going to tell you based on what I have read and studied up on, that's the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. There is nobody, not one person has come out and said, oh, yeah, she's a disgruntled friend. Everybody that knew these people knew them to be thick and tight and, and, and besties. Okay? There are tentacles here that link back to the Clintons. Hillary Clinton, more specifically, the Clinton Foundation, leads to the murdered, and yes, I said it, murdered, Oklahoma State Senator, the murdered, wink, wink, nod, nod, suicide, cops in New York, the murdered, get this, the murdered investigator in the Dominican Republic. Okay, and nobody heard about that. But one of no. the investigators that's dealing with the child porn ring that's linked back was murder, death, killed in the Dominican Republic. Wow. Huh. You know, and it just so happens like- that this occurs right as there's 12, count them, 12 deaths in the Dominican Republic. Come on. Yeah. Son. They had another you know, one this week they were just talking about. Yeah. Oh, there's there's more. Heard, when I first heard the story, and they said Arkansas, the first person I thought of was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Hillary's not time. Hillary's not here very often because Hillary's not well liked here. Bill Clinton, he's well liked here. By the way, for those of you, and and I'm just going to tell you, there is a book that Bill Clinton wrote with. Um, Patterson, James Patterson, called The President is Missing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am I'm a little over halfway through the book, and I got to tell you, it's a great read. It's a very good really? work of fiction. There is, uh, they tell things that you can, they tell things that only a president or the Secret Service would know inside the book. It's very well written so far. And I'm a little over halfway through. Um, I got this book for my birthday, and I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm really impressed with it. Really impressed with it. Yeah, he was missing, wasn't he? <laughs> I'm sorry. So, well, I'm you know, it's a it's a liberal book. I mean, the president that it depicts in this book is liberal, and the policies, their modern day policies that they're pushing are are liberal policies. But it is a good book. It's a lot like the West Wing. It's it's you know it's liberal, but it's good. Which brings you know, me to clean. which brings me to the other liberal show. Uh, tw- uh, not twenty four. Shoot, um, designated survivor. Yeah. As many of you know, it was canceled on ABC. Well, Netflix picked it up for a third season. Ooh. And all I can say is, holy wow. Really? Somebody was talking about that the other day, that it was very good. I said, it got le- very liberal. It really oh, started making me mad. That there, is some li- there is a liberal plot to it. Uh, there is some liberal stuff to it. But Kirkman has moved more to the center. Mm. But I'm going to tell you, the leash is off. You can tell that a network has no longer got the leash on the characters. 
because Kirkman is running for re-election. Okay. Okay. In this. I like uh, And it starts out. Listen, I'm going to tell you, it's ten episodes. The the season is ten episodes. I watched them in two days. Uh oh. They got a new show starting in the fall. I forget what network. Was it CBS or NBC? It's going to be called All Rising. Yep. And it looks to be like a revamp of L.A. Law, which Probably I Probably a love. Supreme Court procedural of some sort. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to tell you all, for, the, for those of you that are political show junkies, um, I would recommend the new season of... Um, Designated Survivor. I will tell you that that some of the characters uh, take on a very interesting persona. We lose some characters. Uh, One character that we all know and liked is murdered, uh, doing her job. Um, Tammy, I don't know if you're going to watch it or not, but I'm going to give you a spoiler. It's Agent Wells. Uh, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Agent Wells oh, gets, gets murdered. Um, so Aaron, say what? So sidetrack or sidebar, who's going to be the new press secretary? I say Eric. Well, i i would I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm going to tell you, Sarah Sanders is running for governor. Everybody, mark it down in your book. You think he does. She, she, he's pushing this. So, well, here's here's what we're about to see in the political landscape from state to state. Okay, we're going to see Florida. DeSantis is going to blow out in three years, dude. He's he's going to blow out any Democrat tries to run against him. Okay. Right. Part of me hopes it's Gillum. Yeah, um, really. If he gets out of the federal slammer in time. Then there is in Georgia, the Republican governor there is going to knock the Democrat out of the park. But one of the most interesting races that I'm going to watch is in the great state of Texas. Where land commissioner G. Prescott Bush is making a name for himself in politics. That's what I heard. He's very popular, and Abbott's managed to piss a couple of people off. Uh oh. So, mark it down in your book. A couple other governors that uh, probably will win re-election, but I have a tougher time. Bill Lee of Tennessee. Uh, Hell no, he's a loser. He's a loser. Hutchison in Arkansas is out, which is probably why Sanders is. It, why she's stepping down now, though, I would have stayed at least through the transition into the new mm-hmm. administration. Kind of interesting that she's stepping out now. I told I told Boss Lady earlier, I said, that's kind of strange that she's stepping out now. Mm-hmm. Because she's not going to have to do a lot of work in this state. What will ever happen with California? I what mean, about it? That state... That state has gone down the tank. I mean, I... I well, I just, Newsom... I, yeah, I don't know what Newsom was smoking. 
it must have been something pretty good to say that the Republicans in California of the 90s, which I'm going to assume, uh, you know, I don't really know who he was lamblasting there unless he was talking about Governor Schwarzenegger, but Governor Schwarzenegger didn't come in until later, until after Gray designed. Um, right. You know, Gray had to resign. Right. So, you know, I, I couldn't, I didn't really understand his comments because I mean, Republicans haven't not. controlled California since Reagan and Nixon. Right. You know, so it's totally democratic. I mean, the bills that they're passing are just ludicrous. I mean, you know, let's, <laughs> you know, and. And it just, it concerns me that this state has got such a lock hold on the liberal base that, you know, people are just going to be, the only people who are going to be left there are the uh, Hollywood elites, the homeless, and the illegals. Well, for for them to make the comment that they made stating that it has the most billionaires, blah, blah, blah. That's just not true. <laughs> I uh, mean, right. yeah, they've got Silicon Valley, but listen, that's all they've got left. Most of your movie stars don't live there anymore. Most of your, as a matter of fact, the majority of your movies are made outside of California. Georgia, Tennessee, Arkansas, they all okay. have great uh relationships with the movie companies and get the movies made in you know in these states a lot cheaper and get past a lot of the union crap yeah but it's like they don't care i mean the other night they were saying i forget who it was was tucker carlson or hannity but he said all that nancy pelosi has to do i mean they're they're camping outside her walls you know she's got millions of dollars you know, get together with your friends. Let's pitch in a million dollars apiece and get these people off the street. They, they've ruined the city of San Francisco. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I yeah. mean, it's like, you know, turn a blind eye. And then, you know, she she stands up there and makes these, oh, God, I'm telling you. It's going to be a one-term speaker, I'm telling you. I have. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to bring up, uh, yeah. So New York is getting ready to pass a law granting driver's licenses to oh, no. everybody, no matter... No matter Everyone. your status. Right. Okay. Well, as many people don't know, southern New York, outside of the big metro area, and all of northern New York is actually Republican. Believe and me. several of the clerks, the county clerks, have said they will not be issuing driver's licenses to illegals. That be fired. Actually, they're elected. They can't be fired. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a big process to get an elected official fired. All right. So, Mark, what was your take on 
Trump's speech tonight. Okay. Are you there, Mark? Hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. Mark. Dead air. Well, he's there. I had it on mute. I'm sorry. And he's unmuted. I'm going to I'm going to be snarky and say that the Democrats need to impeach Trump tomorrow just using that speech. And I think Fabian <laughs> knows why I say that. <laughs> well, and for 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 those who don't know, I have been pushing for the Democrats to impeach Trump since they went back to the house because if that happens, which I'm pretty sure it may but the, the Democrats aren't stupid because if he is impeached, he will never get removed, and he will win in a massive landslide in uh, 18 months. Well, you know, the prediction... Speech, I thi- Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think it was probably one of the best campaign rally speeches he's given so far, and I've seen a good bit of them. As far as the things that he's promising and the number of people in the crowd, there are 100,000 people who signed up for RSVP tickets. The arena uh, only held what? 25,000, but it was 152,000 by the time it was all said and done. Okay. I had my numbers last night. Just that enthusiasm. And when you look at the front runner, who is Joe Biden, he felt his way up to only about 80 people in um, Radar's hometown of um, in um, Iowa, Atumwa. Yeah. Well, so now 80 people who <clears throat> in in defense of Jumpin' Joe or Sleepy Joe, as Sean Hannity and President Trump call him. Uh, in his defense, now it was last minute, only a few days out. Maybe they didn't have time. Oh. You know, with all this fuel that we're exporting now, and the ethanol increases, Iowa was busy. Full of hockey. Yeah, I say that too. Well, but when when you have a the... when you have a presidential candidate go into Billings, Montana. Billings, Montana, okay, and draw more people than live in a 200-mile radius of Billings, <laughs> Montana? Yeah. I think there are more people that went there than lived in the state. The state was a well, ghost town. You know, they were talking to people last night, and this one woman said, I flew in from Boston. I flew, I drove in from Georgia. I, drove, I mean, people were just coming across the country. To do this, see this, so I mean, I just think it's it's an awesome, awesome. Okay, so I, you know, and and most of you will remember if you've been a long time listener of the show. Let us rewind back to November of 2016. So let's hit our rewind buttons and let's go back to November election night 2016. And several of us that are are on here now was on that particular call. And we were pontificating, and what did I say? I made the statement that approximately three years into his term, 
Trump will be impeached. Yeah. Yeah, he sure Now, is. I don't think Nancy Pelosi wants to pull the trigger on impeachment, okay? And right now, she's got control of the gavel, so she'll determine if it comes to the floor or not. And that's solely her call. Um, she needs to call up Newt Gingrich and ask him how that worked out for him. And, they, and there was 11 felonies on the books there that was clearly defined. Okay, Trump is not going to be removed from office. Um, and Democrats know. I mean, Mark's right. If they impeach Trump tomorrow, it's over. They might as well all pack up their offices because any Democrat that supported that maneuver, gone. Okay, and as much as I can tell you right now, um, Cooper out of Tennessee would not support it. Because um, he knows that'd be the political death knell in him. It'd be yeah. it, he would be over. Uh, any of your blue dog Democrats in states like North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, uh, Tennessee's only got two, and one of them's so stupid he sits and eats a bucket of chicken that he bought the night before. I wonder if he heated it up before <laughs> he sat there eating it. But the the point he's is, right, is that he's running again. He's running again. Who? Cohen? Oh, yeah. Well, listen. Steve Cohen, him and his fudge packing self is safe. He's fine. He represents Memphis. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Although the interesting thing is, Memphis, and, and I don't think we've been on the air since this, so maybe this is something to bring up, but... Uh, the U.S. Marshals went looking for a fugitive in Memphis last week and uh, basically was fired upon, so they returned fire and killed said criminal. And I'll be damned if people didn't start showing up protesting that this guy who threatened them got killed. I'm like, how stupid can you people be? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Sorry, Tim. Hey, was Jesse and Al all there? No, I'm actually surprised they haven't showed up. I know they've got some big protest scheduled for down there. And there's a motion that the public is putting before the council of Memphis to remove all cops from the city. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm telling you, I think that's what they ought to do. I think the cops ought to go park right on the edge of the city, block all the main roads off, and just sit there. Don't do anything. And see how long it takes for anarchy to reign supreme in that city. Wow. Listen, as much as I hate to say this from my home state, I'm going to say this. Memphis is an atrocity. And mm-hmm. you know what? Sometimes you got to let the city destroy itself to rebuild it. And maybe that's what Memphis needs to do. Well, is it like 80% black now? Well, it's it's a high number, but here's the problem. The population is dwindling. They're all moving to Nashville yeah. or to Jonesboro, Arkansas, or to West Memphis, Arkansas, or to mm-hmm. other um, areas. The good people are being pushed out of these towns. Look at yeah. Detroit. Oh, good people are being oh, yeah. 
back in the 80s, there was a, a movie called Escape from New York. And what they ended uh-huh. up doing was they made uh, Manhattan was a prison island. We had to do the same thing with Memphis. We put a, 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 a wall around Memphis. And you, it's already, uh, you already have the Mississippi River on one side, on the, on the west side. So you just put it on the east side and the north and the south. And <clears throat> we let the cops maintain order at the wall. Make it about 30 feet tall, and you let Memphis fend for itself. It'd be like a combination yeah. of uh, Escape from New York and The Purge. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn, even, even I think that's a little rough. Wow. Well, Tammy ain't that be like the purge election season. Well, that's that's Tammy's home turf down there. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Tammy? Tammy. <laughs> she was here. She's here. She's sleeping. Yeah, it's like I told you the other night. I said I had I had uh, tons of plans to move to Memphis. Boy, am I glad I didn't. Jeez. Well, yeah, it's yeah. People don't people don't think. All right, okay. closing thoughts before we call it a night. Anybody got any closing thoughts? Um. I want to weigh in on the... uh, I know we were talking about elections to watch. One election that needs to be watched is the Louisiana governorship. And it's actually... The the election is actually on my birthday in October. Well, the governor is a... The governor is a pro-life Democrat who just recently signed a bill, the heartbeat bill, same as in Mississippi. Right. right. He just signed this bill into law. And when he did that, I'm thinking that he committed political suicide because the, DN, the, the uh, DNC will not touch him at this point. There has, um, mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of um, Hollywood business going on in Louisiana. One of them, yeah. SVU, no, not uh NCIS New Orleans brings in a few, right. a good chunk of money to the, to, the, to the economy. And they're threatening to pull out of New Orleans because of the law. I read that. I read that. The main Republican running against him is a guy named Ralph Abraham. He is a doctor, a veterinarian. He was, a mili- he was in the Army as a chopper pilot. The only problem is he's from upstate. He's from one of the uh, the northern districts in Louisiana. Now, the pre- the governor, John Bell Edwards is his name, when he first took office, the budget was going through a crisis. There was a lot of cutting on higher education and things like that. And one of the things he threatened, and like Democrats do, he threat he said, 
we may have to cut LSU football because of these budget cuts. Oh, my God. And when he did that, <laughs> I think he sealed his fate. Wow. But it's going to be an interesting uh, few months. I know y'all from Tennessee, but y'all know how y'all love y'all football. <laughs> Think about what, and this made this made national news that he was that he threatened to cut LSU football. And in hindsight, Uh-oh. LSU's football is funded by itself. Their, yeah, football, their football, yeah, it actually LSU football funds pretty much every other sport and academic program at LSU. That's the way it is in most Division One schools. Yeah, I know it's the same way in Tennessee, and but that's right, going to be an interesting fun. one to look at because I think he's done. I've been asked to get involved, but I don't think I'm going to have to. I'm I'm dealing. I'm going to help a few uh, people that I know locally, so that's going to be interesting as well. Yeah. Do you still have your same and that's job? All for me. No, I actually, I, uh, I was started, supposed to start another job before I got sick, and that uh, they couldn't wait for me, so I, I ended up, I'm still looking for something else, but I'm not even cleared by the doctors yet, so mm. I'm going to be cleared probably next how, week, though. How are you feeling? Gotcha. I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm a little. I'm still a little weak, but I'm just. I gotta yeah. build my strength back up because I got complications right. because of it. I was laid up in bed for uh for about seven weeks, and Jeez. I developed a DVT blood clot because wow. of that. And I'm. It's been about. It's gonna be two months. It's a little bit less than two months now since the blood clot. So. I have that that I'm dealing with. I was catheterized because of my wound care, and I caught a bladder infection because of that. That's how I spent Easter Sunday in the emergency room at the hospital because because of of a a bladder infection, something that men don't get unless they get old. Well, Well, the bladder infection came. Yeah. The bladder infection came back. I found that out because... The, uh, la- last week when I was urinating blood, which is never oh, a good God. thing, it actually scared the hell out oh, of me. No. So um, I'm, I'm on. Back, uh, I'm actually taking the took the last uh, antibiotic tonight. It was a seven day pack pack, um, pack uh-huh. for my uh, the UTI. Uh-huh. So I'm just w- waiting for everything to be done with and just get life back started again. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going I'm going to finish out the program with with this, okay? Uh, <laughs> this again takes us to Knox County, Tennessee. A detective with their police department is also a minister of some sort. And during a sermon that he posted on YouTube a couple of weeks ago, he called for Christians to, and I quote, kill 
all LGBTQ people. Oh, Jesus. Now, this has led to him um, getting getting a little bit of trouble at work. They can't fire him because they're afraid of... They're afraid of lawsuits, and rightfully so. He shouldn't be fired because what he did wasn't on the job. Um, All of his cases are being reviewed to make sure that he didn't discriminate against somebody that was LGBTQRSTUV. However, I have to weigh in on this, okay, because, number one, he's making all preachers and pastors and clergy men and women for those that recognize women, look bad. Okay. Um, first of all, never in any part of the Bible does it call for killing of people that are gay. Okay. It says and it's an abomination. doesn't call for killing them. This is not the Quran. Number two, how better to express God's love for somebody than to love them no matter what. And if you've known me for a long time, you know that those words coming out of my mouth have true meaning given how I used to feel about a lot of things. Okay? So here's what I say to anybody that calls themselves a Christian. You do not have to like the act of homosexuality. You do not have to like the sex changes. You do not have to agree with, and you don't have to promote As a matter of fact, you can speak out against those things because the Bible says to speak out against those things. But, and this is where the big but comes in, how in the world can we represent Christ and his love if we're calling to kill somebody? Christ didn't love like that. And Christ commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves, and our neighbor is anybody Okay, is anybody that is one of God's children, whether they're saved, not saved, whether they're uh, familiar with Christ or not, still one of his children, and we should still represent them uh, accordingly. And that's what I'm going to say about that, because from time to time, and we all listen, we all sin, we all fall short, we all make those mistakes, but to threaten to kill somebody because of their sexual orientation, that makes us no better than Muslims because that's what they do. Then when that happens, well, then we have given up expressing Christ's love. On behalf of everybody with Ragtag Patriots and here at Political Straight Talk, I am the political superman saying you've got to stand for something you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank you, soldier, for without them we wouldn't be able to do this. Thank the families of soldiers because for without them we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. And you know what? Thank the Border Patrol and ICE and those guys. They've got a really hard job. So when you run across one of them, just say thanks for busting your butts for us. Until next time, I'm the political superman saying have a good night, everybody.